This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the the best of our ability. That is true, but... Our ability is necessarily limited because we are podcast hosts. We're not experts. We do encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. And, you know, this is a pretty lighthearted episode. You probably won't need to seek support elsewhere for the topics we talk about in this episode. Although, you know what? I never know. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't make assumptions. Yeah. But the reason I say that is because this is the fragrance episode. <gasps> Not you, just like the fragrance te- episode. Well, you texted me, Kate, and you were like, we're talking about fragrances. And I was like, ooh, she's excited. I am. You know I love smells. <laughs> and this this kind of came uh, up organically because I posted a few months ago on our Instagram asking uh-huh. people for like their memories of the first fragrance they ever either had or connected with and like what that memory was. Yeah. And we got so many messages. I was Love it was it. really kind of moving actually and it was interesting to see the connection between like scent and mm-hmm. and memory. Right. And the right. way smells can evoke such intense memories, even like decades later. Mm. Now, you and I have talked about our first fragrances, and I know I, I can pinpoint mine as Debbie Gibson's Electric Youth Perfume, which I had to purchase with my own allowance money. <laughs> you, 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 I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, don't remember like the first fragrance, but you do remember like your main high school fragrance. No, I did not have a high school fragrance. Was it the college fragrance? Yeah. I got into Lancome's Wii in college. And 
Did you go back and purchase this recently? No, because it's been discontinued. What is the scent that you went and purchased? Oh, Kelka Fleur. Yes. Okay. I never Kelka bought Fleur. it in college because it was too expensive, but I bought it later. It was like the scent I would smell on like wealthy sorority girls. And I was like, why do they all smell so good? And it was Kelka Fleur. And it was Kelka Fleur. And now you bought it. You're not the age of a sorority girl anymore, but you recently no. bought this. I did recently buy it just to see, like, does it still have, like, a power? And it does smell nice. It is very strong. Like, incredibly strong. <laughs> um, Which, you know, I think in some ways is good. Like, I know that it's going to stay on, <laughs> but like, boy, does it stay on. And I have to be really careful about how much I put on because otherwise I think it's just like overwhelming, which, you know, now makes sense. Like why I smelled it because <laughs> I would always smell it when these girls would come into the library where I had my work study job and I would be behind the desk and I would oh. smell them like coming in, which, oh, wow, you know, it, it wasn't that far away from like the turnstile, but it wasn't like I was uh, like all up in their face. Like they were still like right, a right. few right. feet away from me, <laughs> but it nose was, like, wasn't on their necks. No, but it was like wafting because it is very strong. <laughs> wow. It's so interesting too. Like, there's an aspirational quality to that one a little of bit, course, maybe, right? Yes. Like the soror. Like, I don't know. There's a bit of an upstairs downstairs there. It's true, Kate. <laughs> well, I am. I'm texting one of my best friends from high school, who is like my polar opposite in terms of style, and she had oh, a signature okay. scent. She's like, uh, she would be like the fancy friend. And she had a signature right. scent that I will never forget. And I just texted her and asked her what it was. It's Zhivago 24 karat. And it had little flakes of gold inside of it. And I've like never seen anything fancier than this. I used to just call it gold schlager. That's what I would refer to gold the perfume schlager. as. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. But she says it's called Zhivago. I've never even heard of Zhivago. Not like Dr. Zhivago. Maybe. I mean, I don't think it's his scent. It's spelled <laughs> J-I-V-A-G-O. Oh, okay. No, it's not. Well, Dory, we received all sorts of messages, and I thought we could maybe just read a few. I tried to kind of organize them a little bit by theme. Okay. Um, or by like it. fragrance theme. So mm -hmm. here's the first one. I just wanted to chime in and say that the first fragrance I remember wearing was Peaches from the Body Shop, purchased at the Burlington Mall, shout out to Greater Boston, probably probably around 1997 to 1998. I do remember that we were all obsessed with vanilla fragrances as well. In college, I purchased my first designer fragrance of Happy from Clinique, and much like Kate's recollection of buying Electric Youth, I thought I was very fancy. My mom wasn't a big fragrance person, but on really special occasions, she would pull out a tub of YSL opium fragranced cream. Ooh, okay. I'm sure if I smelled old school opium today, it would whoosh me back to the 80s. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that we're talking this out, 
I feel like it's definitely possible that I bought some gap scents in high school. I mean, what year did gap scents come out? Well, I want to to dig into gap scents uh, in the future on a future episode of this podcast. I think they came out in the mid. 90s 1990 says day gap was launched in 1994 okay so you would have been in high school i would have been been in high school school. and as i recall these like took the world by storm (laughs) grass i remember dream they they came in cool little metal remember those like kind of metal containers um yeah i i feel like i definitely had some gap sense but I, I think we, it's almost also if we didn't have a gap scent, we were surrounded by it. Totally. I think this is what's so interesting is yes. like, I, I definitely, I don't know if I ever owned a gap scent, but I had a, like, I remember just smelling that grass perfume all day long, every yes. freaking day. Yes. Yes. Okay. Here's another signature scent from someone. They wrote, I love this prompt. Fragrances are really important to me and I can trace phases of my life by the scents I was devoted to at the time. When I finish a perfume, I keep a little bit in the bottom and save the bottle so I can always access that scent memory. Mm -hmm. My first fragrance was over 20 years ago and I still have the bottle. Growing up, girly, quote, quote unquote girly things were generally frowned upon. Hello, internalized misogyny and makeup was expressly forbidden. College was the first time I felt okay to start tentatively, tentatively exploring these feminine forbidden fruits. Mm -hmm. And my college best friend was instrumental in opening these doors for me. She took me to Ulta for the first time where I got my first manicure, bought my first makeup and picked up my first signature scent. Amazing by Bill Blass. Ooh, okay. Now that... I have no idea what that smells like. Are you familiar with this fragrance? Not only am I not familiar with it, but this sounds like something like, I don't know, like a first lady would have worn in like totally, 1978. Totally. totally. <laughs> like, ooh, Bill Blass. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's funny. My first fragrance was over 20 years ago. And this, it's funny because this person has three exclamation points after this, like, oh my God, this was so long ago. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here like thinking about 30 years ago. But Bill Blass feels very like 80s to me because he, he was very famous for dressing a lot of like celebs. Didn't he dress like Nancy Reagan? I think so, but also Cher. I feel like he's responsible for Cher wearing like, a very that like lacy skimpy dress. Oh, interesting. That was like kind okay. of a show. Or may I, you know what? I might also actually. It's possible I'm confusing Bob Mackie and Bill Blass. Oh, I think you're thinking of Bob Mackie. I think I am too. Okay, so hold on, Bill Blass. What a name. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bill Blass. Blah blah blah. Okay. Okay. His clients, many of whom were also his friends, included Happy Rockefeller, Brooke Astor, Nancy Kissinger, Jesse Norman, Gloria Vanderbilt, and Patricia Buckley. So, I mean, we're talking like very socialite gals of the '60s and '70s, right? Happy Rockefeller. Um, a gal. Yeah, he. Let's see. Okay, so yeah, I think he really hit. He started out in the seven in the early seventies. Okay, like with his with his 
eponymous um, line, but he um, worked for, okay, wait, hold on, hold on a second. In 19, this is for, I'm reading from Wikipedia right now. So in 1970, after two decades of success in menswear and women's wear, he bought Maurice Rentner Limited, which he had joined in 1959 and renamed it Bill Blast Limited. Okay. So in the 50s and 60s, he was already a known fashion designer. He just didn't have his own line. Got it. Got it. And presumably not his own scent. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't either. I would love to know what this smells like. His Wikipedia page does not have anything about his scent. (laughs) That's okay. Maybe this listener can follow up with some notes about what this scent smells like. Yeah, please let us know. Please keep us posted. Dora, do you want to take this message here? Kat, I would love nothing more. (laughs) Okay. Um... Though not my very first scent, which was probably a drugstore eau de toilette, my mom slipped into my Christmas stocking. The first I remember choosing for myself were the Body Shop perfume oils from the early 1990s. In high school, I rotated between several scents. The tea rose was for feeling romantic or particularly feminine days, while fuzzy peach had a dry note that was a little more aggressive and is a quality I still look for in a scent. Strawberry was an infrequent choice, too sweet, except it reminded me of a friend who wore it, so when she moved away, I'd put it on when I missed her. White musk showed up occasionally and predicted my later favorite scent, Egyptian musk, purchased in vials at vintage stores or head shops. The last body shop oil I discovered was woody sandalwood, a spicy, darker, and more masculine scent that matched my late teen goth years and featured prominently in my pre-clubbing grooming rituals. Recently, I bought $40 worth of perfume sample decants from the perfumed court. Though it's been fun trying them out, it'll never match the sensation of a Friday night at the mall, swinging by the body shop to try on the samples before finding my friends at the food court. Thanks for the memories, ladies. As I've shared, I worked at the body shop all throughout high school, maybe in to the, into college. I can't quite remember. Yeah, I think into college. I worked there for like three or four years on and off. And the circular round stand with all our perfume oils mm. is like, I could just, like, I can like reach out and touch it. Mm. I could still feel it so deeply. Oh, those smells. Those are the other big smells uh, of the 90s for me. The body shop. The body shop. Yes. Mm. Well, Dory, before we take a break. Yes, Kate. A friendly note that if you want to share anything with us, anything at all, our voicemail. Anything at all. Anything at all. Truly. Fragrance related or in a complete other direction, we accept all topics. Yes. Voicemail and text number 781-591-0390. Our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast and join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Forever 35 Podcast. The password is serums. We do have a newsletter at Forever 35 Podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can shop our favorite prods at shopmy.us slash Forever 35. And now we're going to take a break. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. 
But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have, love it do they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office i'm looking at a picture of my in, children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that Yes. Uh, The Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also, then you're not taking up your email storage. So, win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code FOREVER35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs. It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click 
get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh. Sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. With no. Honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift. All while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there. Especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Well, Dory, we are about to travel back in time or still stay where we are in time in the Mm. mid to early 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. To the time of CK1. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Truly an iconic fragrance. An iconic fragrance. Which I did own. I mean, that was an iconic fragrance mostly because of their ads. 
And it, it, I'm sure it's not the first unisex fragrance, but in the way I understood scent, it was in my like understanding mm. of it. And I just remember that felt very revolutionary to me yeah. in the early 90s where totally. gender was very much a binary or that's it how was. we were taught you know like that is was. i was like where is she going with this because it <laughs> was, was not for the fluid word. it was not fluid in the 90s no. and and do you want to describe the ads for people they were so um, sexy yeah but like wasn't kate moss underage like i don't think she was 18 when those ads first came out was she? I believe they came out in 1994, and Kate. Okay, Moss, so maybe she was 18, but she was she was, she was at least, very young. Some of them are in bras, and a lot of men are shirtless. I don't remember yes. if Kate Moss is shirtless in these. They're she, black and white. Yeah, they were very like sophisticated, quote unquote, and a bit androgynous. Yes, yes, I agree. Well, it rocked our world. It did. It rocked, rocked our adolescent world. <laughs> so here is what um, one person wrote. It was officially summer, just a few days after grade eight had ended, and we were officially going to be high schoolers. CK1 had been out for a few years by this point, but none of us had either our own money or the kind of parents who were interested in buying their kids perfume. So when one of my friends managed to get her hands on a tiny tester tube of it, it was mind-blowing. I remember we were walking to a boy's house where we were going to hang out with a small handful of friends, guys and girls, no parents, as his cool oh, older sister would be home. And my friend handed me the tiny tube and said I could try a little. When I reflect on that walk, that smell, and that hangout, it's like I'm on a moving walkway, the kind you find in airports, passing through scenes of myself triumphantly embarking on the journey into young adulthood. It's full of sensory emotions like Bender's fist pump or the moment you hear only you at the end of Can't Hardly Wait. Oh my God. <laughs> the possibilities are endless and oh I can gosh. do this. And this listener wrote, P.S. I never would have thought that this would be the reason I finally wrote in, but I've been listening since day one. Thanks for all that you continue to do and that you try to be and do. Look, Aww. we're happy that you finally had the moment. You never know what it's going to be. Yeah. You never know what's going to trigger the urge to tippity-type on over to us. But we're glad you did. We are glad you did. Okay. So another listener also wrote in about what we were talking about a few minutes ago, which was the gap sense. Um, and this listener wrote, my scent at 14 was grass because I guess I wanted to smell like a freshly mowed meadow. I later graduated to Artist by the Gap when I became a more sophisticated 15 or 16-year-old. Embarrassingly, in late high school, my boyfriend and I thought we were made for each other because we both wore the incredibly noxious Abercrombie scent, which I swear <laughs> was a formula created to mimic or ignite teen hormones. I think it was. What? Oh, my God. I've never heard this. Well, didn't they say so? I thought there was a whole thing about how Abercrombie stores had like pheromones <laughs> pumped in. Yes, you're so right. Um, you're so right. Like, I thought this was an actual thing. Okay, there is... <laughs> there is an article <laughs> in 2014... Um, 
And it said that they had in their stores, they had the, their cologne called Fierce. And it was like very masculine and strong. And they even sprayed it in the air conditioning system. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and it's interesting to talk about Abercrombie right after CK1 because also they would hire young, attractive teenagers. And a lot of the men who worked there would be shirtless at the front door. Oh, totally. Yes. Did you watch the documentary? I haven't watched it. Is it worth watching? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Has I thought it watched might- it. I thought it might be like too upsetting. <laughs> yeah. I, they had shirtless greeters. Yeah. Like the, the it, mm, mm, just weirdly exploitative. Yeah. Not a, not a great scene. Not a great look, but you know what? Those were different times. And except that that stuff went on for way longer than it should have. Yes, it's it's so weird when you reflect on things that were going on like 30, 20 years ago where you're like, how did we all just not blink an eye at like do you do you just become kind of you become inured to it and yes. that's why we have not even like begun to confront all of the shit that we internalized. Go on. No, I mean, I, t- I feel like I talk about this all the time that like when, you know, now that like Gen Z has completely different attitudes than we do, because I feel like millennials, there's there is like a lot of congruency, especially with like older millennials. Right. Because I'm technically I fall right in the cusp. You kind of do. You're more Gen X than me. But like, yeah, well, millennial, we all kind of- I mean, the earliest millennial supposedly is 1980. Okay, so I I eke into Gen X. You like barely eke into Gen X. But I do feel like there is this like weird sort of five-year period between like 1976 and like 81 that is not fully Gen X, but also not really millennial. Anyway, whatever. We don't have to talk about that. Um, Point being, Gen Z... there's been a total shift with Gen Z. And I think sometimes when people from our generation kind of see how they move through the world, it's, it's almost jarring because it's so foreign to us. Yes. And a lot of it is because of all this like internalized misogyny and body dysmorphia and like all this stuff that we just were bombarded with our like most of our adult, like most of our childhoods, adolescences, and adult lives. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's a lot of like unlearning to do. And, you know, I think a lot of us are trying to, and some of us are not. That's fair. That is a fair assessment. It can be very scary to unlearn. It can be really scary. And I get that. And I try. And I know that there's a lot of things that I still fuck up. Yeah, same. So, well, before we take another break, I did want to share this one fragrance memory because I, this was another fragrance I had and loved. This person wrote, my first fragrance was Aqua di Geo. I was in eighth grade on a band trip to Hawaii and a woman on the plane gave me $50. I thank you. They said, yeah, I know. (laughs) That right there, we need way more info on this. Cause also like this is the mid nineties and someone handed you $50. 
That was a lot of money. That's a ton of money. I mean, still now, if someone gave me $50, I would be floored. Yeah, totally. They wrote, fascinating. they, they continue, I found this amazing scent at an outdoor market and blew the money on it. I was madly in love with the smell and wore bottle after bottle for years. I wish I could still buy it. Instant memory trip back to the mid 90s and smelled light, sweet, and like happiness. Mm. I loved Aqua DGO. I could not tell you what it smelled like. I I just I had it, which is why I can remember it. It's like a fr- it's a light fruity scent, and I have no idea how I ended up owning that. But all I know is that I did. Do you remember the Issey Miyake? Oh my god, yes, cologne. Yes, that came think- in the like triangular bottle. Oh yes, yes I do. That was also that that was a very green scent. Because I remember one of my good friends um, started wearing that in college. And I just thought it was like the height. And it was a man who was wearing it. And I just thought it was like the height of sophistication. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Well, the smell is delicious. But like also that bottle just is so Yes, classy. the bottle was very cool. Oh. I also remember Angel. Yeah. Is that the one with kind of like the jagged star yes. bottle? Yes, it's blue. Yes. Oh, yes. Um. Anyway, all right. We need to take a break. Let's take okay, a break. Okay. Okay. BRB. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. All right, we are back with another email. First fragrance crowdsourcing. I love this and can't wait for the episode. I just turned 40 and have two memories. One, as a child, I remember staring awestruck at my mom's dark purple bottle of Dior Poison. I would sneak into her room to look at the bottle, always too afraid to spritz it. My mom wasn't big on perfume slash makeup and prohibited my wearing it. So it was all the more fascinating that she had this magical vial of perfume. Two, as a young adult, age 17 at first year university, I bought my first bottle of perfume, Dolce & Gabbana Light Blue. I loved how fresh it smelled like summer and how it made me feel sophisticated and a bit unique because it wasn't as sweet as the perfumes everyone else was wearing. 
fast forward to today, I'm all in on Tom Ford Neroli Portofino or anything that smells like sun tanning on a beach in the Mediterranean. I feel like that's kind of your vibe, Kate, with Bronze Goddess. Yeah, this is my favorite kind of um, scent. It's not palette is the wrong word, but like profile. I love beachy. I think I lean more to the coconutty vanilla realm because there's kind of like a jasmine other beach scent. I'm not a huge Tom mm-hmm. Ford fan, but I, mm. I love this because actually my, the last scent that my mom was wearing in her life was Dolce & Gabbana light blue. So I have this real kind of like sensory emotional connection to that. I, I, oh I have a bottle God. of it. How yeah. I have special. a bottle just to smell to remind me of my mom. But anytime that I smell so it, cool. it's like, it's just like getting smacked in the face with my mom. I love it. It's, that's, and that's a nice scent. Dolce & Gabbana, a deeply problematic couple of people. And I wouldn't want to give them money myself right now, but, um, or ever. But I am still smelling a bottle that a friend gave me of that perfume. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was a soapbox. I loved it. Okay. We're going to end, Dory, with we have two memories um, from different people, and it's of the same scent. The first person wrote, this memory is so visceral for me. I am the youngest in my family with four older brothers. They are all very overprotective. My father is a super conservative, strict Catholic. My mother was just overwhelmed as a stay-at-home mom, trying to keep shit together and keeping everyone alive. As a young 11-year-old girl, I thought femininity was something that would never happen for me. On some random weekday that my dad happened to be in town, he traveled a lot for work, my mom sent him to the local Cornette. Did I mention I also grew up in a small cow town? Question mark. Uh, dot, 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 for cotton balls. I don't know what a Cornette is, but I'm imagining it's like a local Walmart. Yeah, I don't know either. She never sent him to the store, so this was astonishing. But my, but my brother had been sick, and my guess is she was over it and desperate for help and something to plug up my brother's ears as his eardrum was exploding. He came home with two things, Q-tips for my brother and Jean Nate for me. My mother was pissed, and I was so glad everyone in the house was distracted by the mispurchase of the Q-tips oh so God. I could quietly explore my first chance at being feminine. My dad never had brought home random things for me before, so this will be a true treasured memory that sparked the notion that I could be all of who I had been in the past and something new in the future. Both things could be true. Still reading, question mark? My husband just asked what I've been typing. I told him I was writing to my first podcast I've ever followed about my first fragrance memory. Legit, he said, I don't remember the first thing I smelled. That's really funny. Oh, what a sweet memory. Like, like sweet and kind of strange. Yeah, totally. Like your dad did something out of character. You're remembering this kind of tense time, but it was like lightened by this unexpected gift that symbolized something for you. Totally. I have no idea what Jean or Jean Nate. I think it's Jean Nate. Jean Nate. That just is very that comes in that yellow bottle that's like a real kind yeah. of classic drugstore scent revlon yeah but yeah. what does it smell like no idea who could say <laughs> we don't know but we love the memory um all right one last note my dad's cousin who i'd never even met sent me a jean nate fragrance bath set every year for christmas for years 
Every year, the same thing. Starting as a child, maybe age seven to eight until high school, I got this bath fragrance set. And I had to write a thank you card saying how much I liked it and appreciated it. Spoiler alert, I did not like it and never used it. I'd frequent UTIs and couldn't use any bath stuff, but I was not allowed to say this in my note. I just had to say thank you. So they kept sending it every year forever. Oh my God, this is so funny. I mean, I'm sorry you had UTIs all the time course, and you can yes. use it, but they were oh probably like, great score. She loves our yearly Jonathan fragrance bath set. I'm also picturing that they had like a room in their house that was just stacked floor to ceiling with these bath sets. Oh my god! Like anytime they had to send out a gift, they were just like, doop, doop, doop. Put, the, put the bath set in the mail. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that feeling of having to write a thank you note to a relative you've never even met. Who's uh, sending you this like kind of weird gift every year? At the start also, of like seven or eight. You, even if you did it, even if you did like it, how much of this could you possibly have been using? You know what I mean? Right, right. How many baths are you taking? How many baths with Jean Nate are you taking? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, oh, what a time. What a hoot. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. Dory, this trip down other people's memory lane has been really wonderful. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone, for, for responding to Kate's call on, on Instagram. And <sighs> I'm inspired. I might want to go buy a new scent. I don't know. Uh, I'm always down for new smells. Uh, Maybe we, we do a go, current You scent. and I should go. You and I should really take a field trip to the scent bar sometime. Yes. I would love that. And then we could get lunch after. Yeah. Let's do okay. that. Let's plan okay. that date. Okay, great. Okay. Well, All right. Bye, bye everybody. everybody.